Hey there, Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. And something I wanted to let you know about is a brand new podcast, a podcast that I was lucky enough to be guest number one. It is called Resilient Real Estate Investing. Do me a favor, go check it out. Just in the last couple of weeks, not only has my episode aired, but you heard from a syndicator who spent eight years in prison. You've heard from a movie theater operator who has had their side hustle produce 20 properties. Future episodes will record around the Roofstock head coach, a college student evaluating properties, and of course, an army recruiter who discovered private money. Again, do me a favor, check out Resilient Real Estate Investing. On with the show. And I want to thank each and every one of you for watching and being a part of our daily financial news. This is a new show that you can count on seven days a week. I try to start them right at 7.30 so you can join me live if you would like. If you're live with me now, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are watching on replay, thank you, thank you, thank you. One Rental at a Time is a channel that's focused on current information, trying to help you understand what is going on so you can make good, wise money decisions. We bring on seven, eight, nine millionaires a week for you. We cover three topics each that are relevant to their business or the market we are in. I just want to let you know that, again, doing this channel with you every day is something that I truly look forward to, and I have a lot of fun. So thank you for like, subscribe, comment. It really does help the channel grow. We are now up to 37,412 subs. Hit that subscribe button. Help that grow. We are trying to get to 50,000 so we could do a live event in Las Vegas. Again, help me get to 50,000 and we will do an event. Before we get into the news, I need to do something that I failed to do the last couple of days, and that is congratulate some people. So do me a favor, congratulate them as well. Glenn, congratulations for you getting a deal. Glenn, it looks like you actually got two deals. And Daniel, congratulations for getting your deal. Folks, if you don't know what these are, this is how I track how I am doing. One rental at a time, material every day, but this is how I know what we are talking about is working because you are doing the work. You are having a buy box. You are doing yield calculations. You are doing seller financing, whatever it is, house hacking. You're getting deals done. Glenn and Daniel, congratulations. Your cards will go out in the mail today. And then I don't know if you know this, but on my website, one rental at a time, I offer you the opportunity to get hardback copies of both of my books, One Rental at a Time and 15 Conversations with Millionaires, and I actually autograph them for you. So, Kevin, your books are going out, and Kenneth, your books are going out in the mail today. So, again, if you ever wanted autographed copies, you can now do that. So, let's jump into the Daily Financial News, September 12th. I had this discussion with Dan Bird yesterday where we talked about the market. Dan Bird in his discussion says the market wants to go higher, but we must wait till Tuesday, specifically Tuesday morning. I wanted to paint the picture that I shared with him. That is my greatest fear today. We will know in 24 hours. So this is my greatest fear for CPI because I think it might hurt a lot of people. Step one, headline inflation comes down. We will now hear the chorus of peak inflation. The trend will be clear. I also think CPI will come in under expectations. 
expectations last time I checked were 8.1. Yes, I called for eight. I just had to look at my board to make sure I'm consistent. I called for eight. As I shared with Dan, it would not shock me if we got 7.9. I believe that fact, 5.30 tomorrow morning, Eastern, no, West Pacific, will send the market in the morning screaming higher. But there is a comma. There is a but. I believe, as I shared in the last couple of days, and I shared with Dan in his stock market discussion, that core CPI will surprise higher than expected. Last month, it was 5.9. I am actually calling for 6.1 or 6.2. Again, I believe the headline number will be all that is talked about. The market will rip. And then, and then the Fed will bash us with 75 next week. The reason I think this is a problem is because for the first time in 40 years, it is going to become clear and obvious why we have headline inflation and core. For 40 years, all of us, including myself, who studied this subject extensively, have always gone, why the hell do they have core in headline? Headline is what we all care about. You know, it's just a general feeling, which I also have. We are about to see why. Headline inflation can be manipulated. Think releasing a million barrels of our strategic reserve. Excess supply drives down prices. Recessions drive down demand. Demand down, supply up, prices artificially come in. However, we are now heading to winter. Europe is clearly in trouble. And, oh, by the way, we will eventually have to magically restock the strategic reserve, which will flip the script. Demand will go up and supply will go down. I am afraid that sometime in November... December or January, we will be once again talking about four and five dollar gas. That is why headline celebrating headline coming down could be a sucker's rally. The most important thing we have to look at is real estate investors, I believe, is core. Core is where rent calculation is, owner's equivalent rent. It has been underreported. For six, seven, eight, nine months, it will eventually catch up. Also, let's not forget that wage inflation has finally turned positive. For the last two months, we have had real wage growth. I believe that real wage growth has just started. It is in my base case to how we get out of this housing market, is we need four or five years of just flat prices, generally lower rates, but more wages. That will ripple through core for months and quarters to come. So my fear in a nutshell, headline down, core up, stock market rallies, Fed bashes us because they will care about core. For 40 years, we haven't really understood why they made that change. We are about to in the next four months. So be careful out there. Next, 
Man, we have all kinds of talking heads talking about the same thing with entirely different outcomes. First, we have Elon Musk, frankly, parroting Kathy Wood. If you don't know who Kathy Wood is, I bring her up a bunch. She is saying that the Fed will pivot in September or December or January because deflation will become real. Inflation is 100% because of the supply chain, and we will have deflation in a minute. Elon Musk, in a tweet yesterday, said essentially the same thing. Elon Musk sees deflation if the Fed raises aggressively. Most, this is what Elon Musk said in his tweet. Most goods and services will be ridiculously cheap. Do any of you see things becoming ridiculously cheap? Didn't, didn't Elon Musk just raise the cost of his cars like for the 17th time? Is Elon Musk telling us without telling us that people have stopped buying Teslas? Is demand for Teslas coming down because interest rates are up? Job losses are coming in tech. Is Elon Musk telling us without telling us that demand for Teslas are down? Is this why Elon Musk wants interest rates to slow down? Because it hurts his bottom line? Maybe. How about Peter Schiff? The exact same thing. Peter Schiff. If you don't know who Peter Schiff is, he's often called and referred to as a gold bug. Peter Schiff. Major rate hike will cause hyperinflation. Wait a minute, guys. Wait a minute. What? 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 Elon Musk says aggressive rates will lead to deflation. Peter Schiff says hyperinflation. Folks, you have to remember where these people are coming from. Peter Schiff wants you to buy gold. Peter Schiff wants you to buy, I think it's Euro Capital or something, some foreign, foreign funds or whatever he's doing. He has been calling for gold for decades. Again, Peter Schiff says major rate hike to cause hyperinflation worse than 08, a severe recession worse than 08. His basic thinking is uh, major rate increase causes recession, Fed cuts, QE to infinity. Pretty crazy. Now we have Ron Insana just this morning on CNBC saying major rate hike to destroy the economy. The Fed is in a very, very tough space. Again, when in doubt, I go back to what the Fed is saying. They're basically telling us the Fed funds is going to 4%. All this other theater and noise are people talking their book. Elon Musk is talking cars. Peter Schiff is talking uh, gold. Ron Insana is talking clicks. As a real estate investor, what do I do with this information? I go, rates are going up. My cost of capital, I have to adjust my spreadsheet. Recession fears are going to grow, so buyer demand will cool off. I need to market to sellers for seller financing. That's what I take from all of this. So that's Elon, Peter, and Ron. How about RH? If you don't know how RH is, it used to be called Restoration Hardware. Let's say that Restoration Hardware is not cheap. It is the uh, high-end Home Depot, as I like to call it. Maybe, I don't super high-end Home Depot, maybe? Anyways, their CEO in their earnings announcements, which I perused this weekend, says, anyone who says we are not in a recession is crazy. You have to remember that RH is in the housing market. I believe housing is in a recession, but will enter a depression. 
I believe what we are about to see is the most frozen housing market of our lifetime. It is going to be bad. Unfortunately, it won't lead to the price crash that everyone is calling for. I believe what we must watch is what happens in March. I believe between September, whatever it is, the 12th, and like March 15th, the market's going to be frozen. No buyers, no sellers. You know, there'll still be transactions, but not enough. We, we are seeing more and more sellers take the properties off the market and go, honey, we're going to wait till spring. I believe that is going to happen more and more. And I believe buyers, as rates go from six and a quarter to six and a half to six and three quarters to seven to seven and a quarter, they will also say, honey, we're going to wait. We're going to, re- we're going to sign a lease and stay another year. This lack of buyers, lack of supply, lower inventory, higher rates, frozen housing market. The winter of all winters. Uh, if you have a good name for that, let me know. My vocabulary is not great. Maybe I should ask the lumberjack what, what he would call it. But yeah, I do not see a good winter. But come March, we are going to find out. Come March 2023, could we have unemployment at six or six and a half? Maybe. Could we have rates at eight? Maybe. Could we have rates at four? Maybe. We have a lot of work to go through between now and March. If we have high rates in March, high unemployment, we are going to have a problem. If rates are coming down, maybe not as bad. This is going to be a very, very interesting winter. I'm going to get aggressive. I'm writing more offers. I'm not getting the reaction just yet. But again, the more offers I write, the closer I get to a yes answer. I only need one or two deals. I'm not trying to do hundreds. I need one or two more deals, and I will be happy because I do the work every every day. Rent to income. I saw some really crazy numbers that I thought I would share with you. Average rent in six cities in the income required to rent. New York, average rent $63.50. You need to make $254,000 a year to rent. Boston, $4,700. Need to make $188,000. Oakland, California comes in at number three. That was surprising to me. $44,30. Need to make $177,000. San Francisco, $43,36. You need to make 173 grand. LA, San Diego, again, California dominates this list. When I look at these rent numbers and these income numbers, isn't it obvious? This this list makes it obvious to me why we have seen Californians leave. We have had negative migration the last two years, and probably this will be the third year. Negative migration. High high income individuals work from anywhere are leaving the state on purpose. Why would you want to make 188 grand a year and rent? No, I will make 188 grand a year and own in Arizona, Texas, Florida, Vegas, wherever. These rent numbers clearly point out quality of life is so much better leaving California. Why do people leave New York and Boston? Same reason. These former tech hubs that attracted the best of the best to live near work have lost their shine. And I believe lost their shine for good. (coughs) We will see where this goes. 
And then again, what does a frozen housing market look like? I just wanted to put some numbers on this. So as they occur and as other channels try to scare you, you heard it here first. One, we are going to see days on market explode. Days on market, right? I think the last time National Association reported this was 14 days. It would not shock me if days on market in December are over 40. You will see channels say days on market up 250%. The world is ending. They're going to go from 14 to 42 or whatever it is. It will be bad, but it is coming. Next, I believe, shockingly, that inventory is going to fall. That means less inventory with more days on market, less demand. Demand is going to crash more. As rates rise, which is step number three, it is going to pull more and more demand away. So again, less inventory, more days on market, higher rates. And then finally, transactions are going to go to depression levels in the housing market. We will see 50% crash year on year in housing transactions. It is going to be bad. All of this is going to build up between today and March. And then we shall see. The spring selling season will be like no other. We will find out how nervous homeowners are. We will see where rates are. Could they be eight? Could they be four? Who knows? I have no idea. But I do know that given what we have in front of us, higher rates, a winter selling season, supply lock-in, rate lock-in, unaffordability like never before, that it is going to be a very, very slow, and I'm using the word frozen housing market. So again, folks, that's what I got for you today. Any other, any other news? I guess one thing to call out, give a shout out to Dan Bird, who is our Sunday expert who talks about the stock market. If you go back and look at his playlist, four, five, six weeks ago, he called a reverse head and shoulders in the S&P. And yesterday we looked at it. He nailed it. He got it right. He nailed it. So uh, I thought that was very, very interesting. Um, Americans want to retire by 60, but actually retire at 66. People want to retire earlier, but they're having to work longer. This, I thought this was pretty interesting, and we'll close on this. Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae did their monthly survey, and they said 33% of Americans believe home prices will fall. If I look at my channel, I think it's a lot more than one-third. I think a lot of folks think the housing market is going to uh, crash. Then, in the very next paragraph, again, Fannie Mae says 33% of Americans believe home prices will rise. So what does that mean? 33% think housing will be flat? That was kind of crazy. Anyways, I thought that was funny. Uh, that's what I got for you today, folks. This is the Daily Financial News. Like, subscribe, comment. Help us get to 50000 The sooner we get to 50000 the sooner we spend some of my money and we have a party in Vegas. All right, everybody. Take care of yourself. Later. Bye.